Hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting session of our Lambda Test Experience Series. Uh, through XP Series, we bring to you the latest innovations and the best practices in the field of quality engineering, software development in general. Uh, we connect you with industry leaders, business leaders in the ecosystem, and from them, we got to learn what's new coming out in the market. I'm your host, Mudit Singh. I'm the head of growth and marketing here at Lambda Test, and it's a pleasure to have you all with us today. Now, joining me today as guest of the show is Kurt. He's co-founder and CEO of Shortcut. Now, Kurt has been building up Shortcut or Clubhouse, at which was known earlier for nearly nine and a half years. He drives the company's vision of making work more enjoyable for software teams around the world. Now, prior to Shortcut, Kurt was the CTO at Intent Media and helped build engineering teams at software for, uh, at, for several Fortune 500 companies. Uh, in today's webinar, uh, today's experience, XP series, we'll learn from Kurt about Shortcut's unique approach to product management. Uh, he will walk you through the philosophy on what the modern software development process should look like. In short, he's going to talk about the Shortcut way, which details how the structure, how you can structure your team in such a way that everyone's voice is heard, striking a balance between top-down and bottom-up approach and correctivity, as I highlighted. It's going to do a sneak peek into what the Shortcut way is and at the same time, what the Kurt and team is building up in Shortcut right now. Right, so Kurt, we are pretty excited to know more about the Shortcut way. Awesome, uh, thank you for having me. And yeah, uh, we have been yeah working on this for, for nine years or so, trying, trying to build something that we think really helps software and product teams uh, be more productive uh, and and you know more transparent and aligned with with the companies that that they're building in. So uh, excited to talk more. Um, and and really the the shortcut way is uh, really ultimately a, a way to to build your teams, put put together your 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 company and your software and teams uh, really based around trust. Right? How do you um, figure out how to build things in a way where uh, you know your 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 engineers can can solve interesting problems, exciting problems. Uh, they're not just being told what to do, not just being told, hey, build this feature, build this. Uh, they're saying, hey, we we have these problems. Here's what the business problems look like. Here's how we're translating them into uh, OKRs or objectives, sort of what what we want to move the needle on. Uh, how do we turn that into a roadmap? And then how do we take uh, on the engineering side? And, and, and product side, you know, let 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 people uh, figure out the best solutions, right? Figure out what they want to build. Figure out how we're going to learn from it, and say, um, you know, how does this ultimately move the needle or not move the needle? So, uh, you know, it, it really comes down to learning and and, and trusting. Uh, at, well, at the same time, at the top level, having that that visibility in, so the rest of the organization can see what's going well, what's not going well, what's actually being built. Uh, and, and, and it kind of builds trust across the organization instead of keeping everyone in their own silos. Got it. It's, it's a pretty interesting factor, like point, in fact, uh, OKRs, objective and key results. This has been something that uh, was a talk about from management consultants earlier, but now it has been creeping up into the, not just from, let's say, human resources side, but more towards the development and uh, software development ecosystem as well. Like people, uh, Team leaders 
engineering leaders are now talking more about OKRs. So specifically for companies that are now digital first, that are very heavily invested in the digital experience, building up software ecosystems of their own. So how does OKR kind of alliance in your experience, in the shortcut experience, how the OKRs align uh, and organizations should align to drive a product development forward to take it to their, let's say, next digital transformation, which is another buzzword going on around right now. Yeah, it's 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 really uh, it's been interesting. We we were we were originally building a, a and, and still are building a, a project management tool that we mm-hmm. thought software engineers and, and product managers would like. And, and as we built up, we have thousands of companies using it at this point, ranging from mm-hmm. uh, five, ten people. And our largest are close to uh, 2000 people sort of everywhere in between. Right. And. One thing we found as we talked to people uh, is, one, a lot of companies said, hey, we still don't know uh, what the engineering team is doing half the time. And that that manifested itself in uh, they're going too slow or, you know, do we need to hire somebody new? I don't really know what's happening there. So we, we started to talk to a lot of people and try to learn as much about this. And when we got to OKRs, um, we, we interviewed... Uh, couple hundred of, of our customers and said, hey, do you use OKRs? And um, uh, over 80% of them said they did use OKRs. But the interesting thing that we found was when you asked them, when you kind of you know went a little bit below the surface there, a lot of people had OKRs, but the way they were using them was, hey, we'd look at them at the beginning of the quarter, we look at the end of the quarter, everyone's kind of forgotten about them in between, right? I don't know if it's... It, they're being ignored, but just kind of out of sight, out of mind, right? So what we've tried to build up and what we're building up right now is, is uh, putting everything in the same tool, right? You can, you can plan in the tool. So here's, here's your roadmap. Here's your uh, stack of road uh, things that are important that we're building this quarter. Uh, here's how we're going to communicate about that, right? How, this is, uh, you know, not just a, a progress bar, but we try to make it easy to say, you know, here's here's a quantitative, uh, or sorry, a qualitative update where it says this is on track, this is off track. So visibility into it at that level, and then the next level up is here are objectives, here's the key results that we care about, here are the things we're building that we think are actually going to move the needle on those key results. So you can pull in, uh, you know, if we're building uh, building something and we think it's going to, you know, increase uh, conversion rate, right? You know, here are the three things that the team is actually doing. These two are actually done. What metrics are we tying that back to? What are we learning from it? Did this work? Did it not work? Right. And then you can have that conversation. It didn't work. Is there a version two of it that we should do? Uh, you know, should we should we just choose the next things on the list? And you try to figure out, you know, what's actually happening. And I think we've found uh, in we, we have this rolled out in beta. We're using it internally. Uh, the level of trust. Uh, among those teams and, and sort of crossing those boundaries from your sales team to your, um, uh, you know, your other teams that you're working with uh, really starts to, 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 to ratchet up. People sort of can understand and, and see what, what everyone's doing there and how it all fits together. So I think that's been uh, going, going really well so far. And it's really about driving that alignment and that um, uh, getting everyone together in the organization all the stakeholders are, are kind of on the same page about 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 
everything, right? It's in one tool. You're not just looking at the end of the quarter when you set it up at the beginning to say, oh, this worked, this didn't work. You kind of have regular updates around everything to, to drive that trust and alignment through everything. Got it. And alignment is a pretty interesting topic in it all together. So usually there are two approaches. There's a bottom down, bottom up approach and there's a top down approach. And uh, most of the organization kind of struggle to keep a balance in between, right, to do a, a let's say, alignment in all of those things. So what should be the best practices? What do you think is the right way how that uh, organization can approach a balance between those two approaches? Yeah, totally. Um, I think um, the, the there's generally at the top level, sort of your high level goals get set, right? Your objectives, uh, you know, you have a conversation with the company around, you know, these are the the things that are important this quarter, right? And we generally work on a quarterly cadence. We see most of the companies we work with work on a quarterly cadence where we say, hey, these are the things that are important to us. This, these are the, 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 the objectives we have for, for this quarter. Mm-hmm. And then the alignment comes, at least from what we've seen and, and sort of with the organization we're working with, uh, you know, across the organization, people say, okay, I think I can affect this objective. Uh, here's a key result that would move the needle on, on this thing, right? And, uh, you know, conversion, right? Like as, as an easy example for most of the companies that we work with, you know, you want to convert more people to paid. So how do you, um, uh, you know, if each team on their own says, hey, this is what I think I could do towards that. Then you mm-hmm. roll those up and you can say, this is the objective. You know, here are the KRs. Uh, they've been rolled up from different teams. Uh, but that bottom-up, uh, you know, approach of uh, objectives and the KRs coming up from the bottom seems to be what, what we've seen working best. Like the people who are coming up with those key results are closest to the customer, have the most information, you know, really can do the best job, right? The failure mode uh, that we see a lot is somebody in the CEO seat or the team around the CEO seat says, here are your objectives. Here are the key results is what we're going to move. And the team goes, I don't know how to do any of that stuff. Like that's not even, wouldn't even be the highest impact thing. And they just go do another thing. And that's where you get that, you know, really out of alignment uh, piece there. You've got all this stuff in one tool over here, the other team's working over here. And, and it just, you know, never really uh, hooks together in any way. Again, that also kind of creates an interesting point. So specifically an organization where the, steps are very high like there is a very big organizational chain now we mentioned that the people who are on the ground who are customer facing their uh, okr should be something that company should drive forward right so but what that means is what we are talking about is that voice of the people who are down on the ground working on the ground it should be heard as well so but that is something that is usually not happened specifically at a larger companies right so what the organizations, big organizations specifically, should work upon to ensure that that voice is being heard, that every team's voice is something that should matter, right? How, how that works out? Yeah, I mean, I think there there's a uh, um, the thing that we've seen and, and part of the reason we're building this is mm-hmm. in a lot of organizations, um, your trust breaks down because somebody shows up, somebody on the sales side goes to uh, an engineering leader and says, um, hey, you know, what's going on with this thing? I, I want to sell it, right? And you end up, I think, in a place or 
generally speaking, what we've seen a lot of is, you know, some deflection or I don't know, like go talk to somebody else. You know, you send someone somewhere else because you, the, uh, you know, the, the, the transparency, I think, and, and alignment's not there. And, and you do need that person, right? Like you don't want, um, I think, uh, you know, your, your VP of sales going to your, to an individual engineer and saying, hey, build this for me, right? That's where things start to, to, to get out of whack. Uh, but if you just have that visibility to say, hey, the thing you want, we said uh, is uh, less important than this other thing, you know, maybe not to you, but as an organization, this is the stack of things that, that we wanted to do there. Um, and I think it's building, building that trust. And, and if, you know, after a couple of quarters, they can actually see, you know, hey, I can, I can actually uh, uh, understand what's going on. I understand what's being built. I understand, you know, why things are going faster or slower than I think they should be going. Uh, then, then you, it, it, it lets, it gives you that, that space, that mental space to actually trust your team and, and roll it up. Because I, I think ultimately it, 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 it comes back to trust and especially in large organizations, like this stuff's gonna, gonna roll down. Right. Uh, but you have to, you know, have that process in place where the goals get set from the top and then the, the, the innovation comes, comes from the bottom. So uh, I think organizationally, there is some work to, to make that call and say that, hey, this is what we're going to do and push people in that direction. Uh, it's not going to happen organically in most places. You have to, have to, somebody has to drive it. I see that it was one of the biggest challenges that come in this uh, way, like adopting this way. So uh, a lot of pre-built notions, a lot of pre-built processes, they have to be broken down. Kind of a lot of new from the scratch thinking has to be done specifically in larger organization as well as we highlighted, right? So what, like if I as a company starts to implement the shortcut way, like usually what are the strategic challenges that come into play that we have to overcome to kind of make sure that this approach is successful? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the big ones, uh, that 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 we see mm-hmm. is um, uh, in a lot of organizations uh, you'll have a, a product team who thinks it's their job to uh, uh, figure out all the details, figure out everything that needs to be built, push down an exact spec for things, and then and then the teams just just implement that, right? And I I don't I think historically this has come from you know everything from the the legend of, of of Steve Jobs, who people think you know designed every detail of the iPhone. You know people who worked with him. Obviously, that wasn't true. Uh, but you sort of get this 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 piece of like uh, you know product in a lot of organizations can have so much control and so much you know their arms around things, while still you know oftentimes I think deflecting results or the engineering team didn't get it finished, even though I'd done everything, it, it becomes sort of this, um, I don't know if toxic is the right word, but it's, it doesn't, it's not a, it's not a healthy relationship between engineering and product in a lot of places. And you have to figure out, you know, you have to get comfortable with, you know, the team will build this. It may not have been the way that I built it. Right. Uh, but it solves the problem. You know, we can see from the results, Our customers love it. Uh, it's uh, more people are using the product, you know, revenues ramping up all those things. Uh, so I think there's, there's a, there's a level of, of comfort and, and sort of taking your hands off these things and, and, and trusting those people. 
that in a lot of organizations, including a lot of organizations I've worked in, uh, uh, it's hard to get people over that hump and, and say you have to you have to kind of let go of the wheel a little bit and trust that your team is is going to make it happen. So uh, I think that's a big one that that we go through uh, with a lot of companies as they're moving over. So kind of cut down on the micromanaging part of things, cut down in, in making this mandate that, yeah, your way is the only way or the right way, right? So it's that's what, in fact, the transparency part of the thing is. So kind of ensure that you are trusting your team as well. And at the same time, trusting the team in this regard that, yeah, they are ultimately going to meet the objective that you have set up from top down that, yeah, we want to solve this problem, the big customer case and the way we solve it is up to you guys. It's how the best engineering that you can do to kind of get to the solution, right? So that, that's pretty interesting. And I think uh, one of the challenges in all of this transparency and uh, trust factor is the tooling that is involved. And I think that is what Shortcut is all about. So uh, let like I wanted to have a sneak peek into how you guys are reimagining this OKR piece in the software development ecosystem and uh, what is the roadmap that you see in this regard? Yeah, I think um, from, from, from our point of view, what we're building currently and we've, we're, we're rolling out to uh, right now, it's uh, I think about a hundred customers uh, along with us internally, some other people uh, is so putting your objectives, your key results, your roadmap, uh, and then all of your work in the same tool. So you can really zoom all the way from the top level of, you know, here's what's important to the company, uh, all the way in into, you know, this is what the team is working on. This is what I'm working on day to day. And it's all in the same place. So to that point of uh, the objectives are forgotten or they're out of sight, like we want to make sure they're there. So, you know, you can start your week by saying, hey, uh, you know, let's let's recenter, let's realign, say this is what we care about. This is what uh, the key results we're trying to move are this quarter. This is the work that's being done. This is how it's going. All right, let's get to work, right? And and having those teams, everything everything there from your top level all the way down to your actual engineering and, and product work uh, really helps uh, keep that alignment there and, and keep everybody on the same page. So we're building that. And the other thing here is, um, you know, when you think about, you know, how all these pieces are going to fit together, um, you know, what can we what can we learn from them? How can we summarize progress, right? Like having everything in one place starts to make it easier when you think about um, uh, some really, uh, to me, I think useful uses of, of AI and different things like that. You can say, all right, there's a team. What's it doing? How is it contributing up to the stack? Like there's all this information all over the place. Once you start to pull it all together, uh, you start to get some really uh, useful, hey, I've been on vacation for two weeks. Like what happened, right? Like how have we moved the needle on these things? And everything starts to come together, especially when you're pulling in um, your metrics from from your amplitudes, other tools to say, hey, this is actually what's being built. This is how the needles or the, the metrics are actually moving. The, the key results are, are starting to move in the right direction. Uh, you can just have everything there and it, and it takes out that, 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 piece of uh we've we've forgotten about it and, and it just gives you that transparency and alignment piece that that teams don't really have i think a lot of teams still think about uh you know you say oh the engineering team i thought we were going to be done with something and and the, the the metrics and the mental model that we've gotten to over the last couple of decades is oh well they finished 30 tickets this week and 20 last week and so they're moving faster or slower when ultimately you you care about 
are we shipping the things that we said we're going to ship? Are they moving the needle? Like, I think we got to get back to that place where we're just building things to move the, the business forward and, and the micromanagement can be taken out of the picture on some level. Right. So uh, we're talking about metrics right now, and I'll say that there are in this specifically in the software as a service ecosystem, SaaS ecosystem, like there are hundreds of metrics people tracks. But let's say, let's talk about the shortcut way in this, right? So, what are the core metrics that uh, you guys track, and like in your approach, that are most important to have to get a understand a feeling that this based on this metric indicators, the strategic planning that we have done is a success or not? Like, what are the core metrics that you track in that regard? Yeah, definitely. So, I think there's there's metrics at a, a few different few different levels, right? At the at the highest level, uh, that we have we have our key results. We track, um, uh, you know, our, if if we're saying, hey, we we converted this many people last quarter, and we want to convert this many people this quarter, you know, that that sort of thing, where you track sort of your business metrics, and then underneath that, at a at a engineering and, and product level. We look at a couple of things. We have uh, a roadmap, which is not a, um, a time-based roadmap. It's it's a stack of the most important things for each team. Uh, the metrics in there, you know, both shows you stories completed. So you can say, hey, you know, this is going to take 50 stories. We're 30 stories through. Uh, you can also see, you know, has that expanded or, or collapsed, right? So, you know, it's when we started, it was 30. Now it's 50. Now it's 40. You know, we, we're, we're in a good place to finish this. Um, there's, a, there's also a, um, uh, and this is built into to shortcut, but I think just in general, something people can get better at is, is not just the quantitative piece, but the qualitative piece, right? Like, is this on track? Is this not on track? Why? Uh, you know, and, and, you know, what is that, you know, on a weekly basis say, oh, we're behind because, uh, you know, somebody's out of the office for, for an emergency, that sort of thing, right? You can, back to this alignment and trust and transparency, uh, like that's a big piece of like saying, you know, not just things are ahead, they're going to ship on time or they're not, you know, why and what's happening behind it. The next level down from that, generally speaking, is within a team, excuse me, within an engineering team, what's being shipped, how often they're being shipped, your your cycle time, things like that. I think is the most important thing that that we look at. We want teams to to be shipping all the time, and uh, you know, how do you how do, where, where are those places? Uh, you know, you can look at a cumulative flow diagram, things like that, to say, okay, we're stuck in uh, it's where things get stuck too long in QA, right? Things get stuck too long in in testing, or it takes too long to deploy. Like all those metrics are where you're sort of collapsing your ability to ship fast and, and, and use tooling around testing, things like that to, to make your life better and, and make things easier on that side, I think really goes a long way. Um, we do less and, and we've seen, I think, less uh, among our customer base of saying, uh, you know, hey, we've shipped 30 points this week, 30 points that week. So it means we're going to ship 30 points next week. Like within teams, I think that's important. Uh, I that Those metrics, uh, I think, need to stay more internally facing so that the teams can calibrate around things. But it, it becomes a problem when that bubbles up and someone says, oh, well, this team shipped 50 points, this team shipped 20 points. You know, those teams may be totally different. They may estimate different, like all those different pieces in there. Uh, so so we try to 
try to stay away from that, at least externally. We make it easy internally within a team to look at it. Uh, but at a higher level, it's are you shipping value? Are you shipping, number one? What value is that driving, number two? And, and, then, and then go from there. Uh, and that's how you drive the, the company and the, the organization forward. Kind of like in uh, OKR observability, right? So this is the newest favorite word of mine, observability. So OKR observability stack, kind of like that is what we are building up, right? <laughs> I like that. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna take that. Okay, our observability. There we go. Uh, so, uh, coming back, one uh, very interesting point we were discussing in the previous question: the use of AI, like another big word, buzzword of 2023. And we were talking about how we can leverage AI specifically. I'll say the cognitive aspects of AI, looking at past data and kind of doing some efforts. But where do you see, like, what would be the role of AI or AI augmented tooling? in all of this ecosystem in the, I'll say the, again, shortcut way, where the AI lies in the shortcut way. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think we've seen a lot of tools we work with, and I think a lot of people have seen a lot of tools mm-hmm. kind of just throw stuff over the wall and, and call it AI. Uh, and I don't see it get used a lot, or it's not super impressive in a lot of ways. So I think right now where we're zeroing in is is a couple different things. and And I think... You know, for, for now, for the foreseeable future, from where I sit, the more AI is a, uh, you know, co-pilot or assistant or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. to say, this is going to help me to move faster, to, to make my life easier. And when you frame it and look at it through that lens, I think you end up a lot with, um, you know, for us, especially on the, the project management, product management side of things, it's... Um, uh, you know, if we're writing specs, if we're writing out sort of what we're building, how can you look at how we've done that in the past? You know, Kurt's written 20 specs, he kind of always writes it in this format, uh, like let's get started, right? Let's do the the the, the busy work, the the 80% of uh, getting started and saying, oh, most of the specs in this company are written in this way. Like we can we can fill in, you know, 20, uh, you know, 80% of that. Uh, to get started, and then you go through, and you're more of an editor than than a writer, or you 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 focus on the important pieces. I think that's an interesting area that that we're exploring. I know some other people are exploring as well. Uh, that uh, you know, we'll see what happens there. And then, yeah, like if you can put your information uh, and 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 sort it in a way where you can say, you know, what's this team doing? What's this team doing? Uh, you know, fill me in, right? I think a lot of us have a problem. Uh, where, you know, you're looking at a bunch of uh, stories or tickets that got done over the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, uh, uh, you're looking at Slack channels that, that sort of, or Microsoft Teams channels that are, you know, data's all over the place. And some, some things are, uh, you know, talking about some features here and teams are talking about things here. If you can pull that together uh, and really give you that level of abstraction in the same way we're building the tooling to say, uh, you know, hey, here's here are the five things the teams are building. You don't need to worry about the details of the 400 tickets underneath that are built that out. It's just like, are do we agree on these five things, right? The same thing. It's like, hey, what's the team been doing? Can you can you abstract that away and say, you know, it's over the last week. This is what happened. This is uh, these are the important discussions that happened. And you can dig deeper in if you need to on things, but kind of give you that that level of abstraction and, and that ability to see progress uh, and understand the progress uh, in an abstracted way. Right. And, and, you know, I think 
it is still there's still work to be done there. We're still figuring out sort of what that right level of abstraction looks like and how you don't miss miss too much. But uh, yeah, I think that that's kind of the interesting place so to basically to what I understand is like. Uh, get data from different aspects, like what the conversations are happening on the communication channels like Slack and Teams and what kind of tickets are open. So the, let's say, the, 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 in fact, in our case, let's say what tests have been run, what development has happened, what commits mm -hmm. has happened, cut that together, sync that together, kind of highlight how we are aligning with the OKRs we have defined earlier, right? The is that actually moving the needle or is just noise? So uh, kind of bring all of that to data together into one, a coherent ecosystem, coherent way to kind of see if, uh, and also cut down a lot of manual effort on those, on those regards. Because right now a leader has to kind of check everything manually, look at each conversation, tick it manually, and then highlight to their higher ups that, yeah, we are doing a good job. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The more we can take that out of things and, you know, like you said, right, like uh, what tests are run, uh, you know, it's so easy to say, hey, we, you know, we did the wrong thing or, you know, a big chunk of this wasn't covered by tests and nobody saw like all those things that like a computer can do well um, uh, to say uh, and then bring it together and say, you know, we didn't. We didn't write these tests because we were working on something else. This was a trade-off. And then you can go have a conversation with that person instead of like trying to parse together all these different sources to understand sort of what, what happened. So the more uh, the more AI can be sort of a, a, a super uh, sort of aggregator and summarizer of that data, I, I think the, the, more, the more useful it will be. Awesome, awesome. So we are uh, hitting the time. But one last question from my side in this regard, like where do you see the shortcut way evolving to? We talked about the tooling you have built, in fact, the uses of AI and all of this, but the landscape right now is pretty disruptive in nature. It's like evolving at a very fast pace, specifically the innovations that even you guys are doing. So what do you see the next chapter that is being written in this saga? Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting, right? Like uh, everybody, you know, even over the last couple of years, I think a lot of things have, have changed. Everybody has to do more with, with less than they did even a couple of years ago. Um, and, you know, as we're seeing, you know, more of the organization, you know, be able to see what's being built, how it's all, all tied together. Uh, I think we're seeing more and more of our, uh, the companies that use Shortcut and are following a shortcut way, uh, you know, start to pull in their marketing teams, other things like that. I think, you know, driving all that alignment, once you start to see uh, alignment across uh, a big chunk of the organization, then naturally the rest of the organization starts to starts to roll in uh, and, 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 you know, you end up uh, finding more and more people in one tool instead of, uh, you know, five or six or 10 different tools, spreadsheets and everything like that. So I think we're going to see, uh, you know, the, the, this alignment piece uh, kind of build on itself and, and, and like a snowball rolling down a hill, uh, you're going to see more and more organizations, uh, once they've seen how the alignment helps them uh, move faster and, and, and move the needle faster on, on growing, uh, I think we're going to see more and more companies sort of move into that space and, and, and sort of figure out how we can pull more data into into one place instead of being all over. So uh, I think that's where it's going to go. I think 
teams are going to figure out, you know, how to how to make sure they're aligned more and more and, and pull everything together. Uh, so you have one cohesive uh, flow of everything through the org. We are look, really looking forward to that feature, right? And again, uh, as we hit time, Kurt, thanks for your insights. Thanks for sharing with us your philosophy and approach of the shortcut way. Really interesting, really insightful. Uh, and thanks for thanks for being part of the show. Awesome. Thank you so much for yeah, having so me. So everybody who appreciate has been tuned us with so far, really appreciate you guys as well. Thanks for watching our show and do subscribe to our channel and uh, we'll share the links to Shortcut and Kurt's profile down below. Keep um, Do check out Shortcut platform and uh, they are building really cool stuff. And yeah, do subscribe to Lampus channel for the next XP series webinar. Bye-bye. Have a great day.